welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. to say praise the Lord. I will say one thing about Mother's Memorial as well as the many other departments we have in the United Pentecostal Church. If it was not for their fundraising, a lot of things could not be possible. And uh, Mother's Memorial for years now has uh, raised millions of dollars several million dollars as an organization so that hundred sixty five thousand dollars that we give as a district uh, goes in the pot for all these other district the ladies departments raising money and uh, missionaries can get washing machines dryers refrigerators and I know the big thing for she's for Christ is the vehicles that our missionaries get from them and so you, you get the point, the various monies that we raise, no matter how insignificant you may think it is, when you pull that all together with everybody else, it does a great work for the kingdom. Amen. And so we're excited about it. So I just want to say, as pastor, thank you very much for giving to Mother's Memorial, to our ladies' uh, division. Uh, the money is well spent. Praise God. We're so glad to see you here today on this beautiful Sunday morning. Glad to have Brother and Sister Scott with us. Praise God. And uh, we're going to ask Brother Scott to leave a word of testimony. He's, thank God he's on the upside of being sick, him and Sister Scott both. We thank the Lord for that. Brother Scott, say something for the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to be on fire. We don't want anything to put our fire out. Fire of the Lord. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, they were in one mind, one accord. The Spirit of God began to move in that place, and there appeared cloven tongues like as of fire. Sat on each of them. Amen. That is very important when you... If you don't think it's important and you just like the casual church, hey man, that, that kind of gets me a little, uh, uh, I, I want that fire burning. Hey man, praise God. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, it's almost 20 to 11, so we're going we're gonna to be here. So if you got dinner on the stove, you might as well uh, 
hope there's somebody there to turn it down on simmer. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 simply says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. How many is glad you got a wonderful God that's able to do? Hey God, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what our past is, amen, we have a God that's able to minister to us. And we thank Him for that. Would you just raise your hands one more time and ask God to let His Word find a place in our, in our hearts and lives. Lord God, we thank You once again for this service, Your Spirit that's here, the worship that's went forth, amen, the different departments, amen, that we're speaking this morning on behalf of their, uh, their, the Sunday school and the ladies. And I pray, God, that right now during this important part of the service as we break your bread and speak your word, Lord God, that you will minister to each and every one of us as we open up our ears to hear and our hearts open to receive what you would speak unto us. We'll thank you for it now in Jesus' name and everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. These writings come to Israel at a very dark time of their history because now they once again are a slave state. This time it's not a slave to Egypt, but now they are in Babylon. And their children have been taken from them. Their way of life and their worship has been stripped from them. And the city of Jerusalem and their temple now they lay in ruins and, and Israel's future looks very bleak. In fact, they don't have a future. Uh, they see no way out of their circumstance. All they see is hopelessness. All they see is a hopeless situation. Have you ever been there before when what you were looking at just seemed like it was hopeless? So God begins to remind, how many is glad that God reminds you every now and then, amen, where you used to be and where you are now? Amen. So God begins to remind Israel of the powerful miracles that he had performed in delivering them out of the hands of their enemies. And Israel had many victories in her past. Amen. But now she was at a place to where she was questioning. Amen. Is there any hope for us? We are now in a, in a state of, of slavery again. And can we escape this? Amen. But a, a, a miraculous escape from Egypt, uh, they've they seen it with their own eyes through the Red Sea. They've seen the conquering of the land of Canaan. They had even survived a civil war amongst their own brethren. And God reminded Israel of all of these things. But right now, they were in a hopeless situation. Amen. Some of you might think you are in a hopeless situation. But God wants to remind you of the victories you've already had. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. All of their previous victories, amen, it was doing nothing for them at the moment. Amen, those are just faded memories to them. All of those stories represent how history, uh, you know, how history lessons uh, were. They're just in the books now. But right now, 
What they're seeing is they need a new work. Everybody say a new work. They need a new miracle. Everybody say a new miracle. They need a victory right now of their own, amen, that they might talk about. Amen. So God instructs them. And when you look at verse 18, he says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. In other words, I want you to forget about all those past victories because that's our problem sometimes. We're always looking at the crutches on the wall or the wheelchair somewhere in the corner. We're always looking at what God has done in the past and we live off of that. But God says, no, I want to do a new thing in your life today. Amen. Get your mind. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. History is great. I love history. But what is it doing for me today? God says, I want to do a new thing. Amen. I want to do a new thing. Amen. Don't think about your past. Don't consider it. Get it out of your mind right now because God wants to do something new in your life. So then God begins to speak and give them a promise about their future in verse 19. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A new thing. Everybody shout a new thing. Something very special. Something that had never been done before. Something that was going to be brand new. Amen. In other words, God said, what I did then, amen, I did then. Amen. But I'm the same God that did that. I can do something new for you right now. Come on, let's clap our hands and praise Him this morning. Something brand new is coming our way. There's something powerful about new things. Something refreshing about new things. Not like getting in that car and smelling that, that newness. Right? Amen. And you know, sometimes we will go to the uh, store and our cars kind of wore out. It's been around a while. It doesn't have that new smell. And so you'll go try to buy one of those air fresheners and it says, new car smell. Amen. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, amen, you can stick that thing in your car, amen, and it might smell a little different, but your car is still what it was. Amen. I don't want that old car smell. I want the new smell that God wants to give me. I want a new thing. I want a new power. I want something great happening. Amen. Refreshing in my life. Praise God. You know, we have several different holidays throughout the course of the year, right? Men, let me tell you what. There's one, there's one day you better not forget, and that's your anniversary. How many's ever, men, how many's ever forgot your anniversary? Ladies, how many of you forgot your anniversary? Yeah, there you go. Don't forget that, men. I'm telling you what, it can be, it can make for a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, because she's going to remind you. She's going to remind you. I just got lucky because both of us forgot. Our niece reminded us. 
Amen. And so the, the thing about it is, amen, you know, there's something about that. There's something about that, 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 uh, that where somebody is paying attention or somebody loves you. Uh, amen. The second time you better be careful is on Valentine's Day. And third thing, gentlemen, is if your wife says, look, don't worry about buying anything for, for me for Christmas. Disregard that. Put it in the back of your mind. Get something for Christmas. There's something about, there's something about getting something new. No matter if you're not expecting it or not, it's refreshing. It's new. Amen. It's a gift or whatever it might be that you've been given. And it's something about it. Amen. Your mind, you're thankful. You're happy. You're, you're full of joy. Why? Because it's something new. I'm here to tell you, the Lord is here in this place this morning, uh, amen, to say, I've got something new for you, uh, amen, don't be dwelling on the past, uh, I've got something new, I brought you this far, I'm not going to leave you here, I'm ready to take you on to greater things. And so God wanted to do a new thing in Israel, something great, something powerful, something refreshing. Amen. What, what, what is this new thing? <clears throat> now, scholars and theologians, uh, <clears throat> many will disagree on what this prophecy refers to. Now, Jewish scholars say that this prophecy refers to Israel's deliverance from Babylon. Christian theologians interpret this as referring to the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that God, in His infinite knowledge <clears throat> and in His wisdom, gave a unique prophecy here in Isaiah that implies to both of these and more. God said, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What did, what did he mean by this statement? The obvious answer applies to Israel's crisis that they were in. Amen. Basically, if they were ever going to get back to Jerusalem, there was a wilderness that they were going to have to walk through. Amen. They're literally, uh, amen, going to have to understand uh, that, that there's, there's a way through the wilderness uh, to get back home. I don't want to go in the wilderness. Well, it's the way home. And so God would make a way through the wilderness. Between Babylon and Israel, there was deserts that they were going to have to travel through. I'm here to tell you right now, if you want to make heaven your home, amen, you're going to have a lot of dry places that you're going to go through. You're going to have a lot of wilderness area that you're going to go through. You're going to have a lot of desert places that you're going to have to go through. But you're going to have to go through it because that's the way home. So they're going to have to do it. If they were ever going to make it back home, they would literally need to, to have a water supply in that desert to survive. So God says, I'll give you rivers in the desert. God was simply saying, I will provide everything you need so you can reach your promised land again. So don't worry about the wilderness. I will make sure there's going to be a rock in the wilderness. I'll make sure there's going to be an oasis in the wilderness. I'll make sure that you're going to have water. Why? Because you need water to sustain your life. But how is this a new thing? This is what God had already done for Israel. He had done brought them out of Egypt. They wandered for 40 years in the desert. God had delivered them. 
Amen. He already made a way of escape for them. God had supplied water in the desert. Moses struck a rock and a river of water poured out in the middle of the desert. So this wasn't a new thing, right? Amen. It had already been done. And, and as time went by, God delivered Israel from Babylon and gave her, back, gave, gave her land back to her uh, back in 516 B.C. Amen. In fact, this prophecy seems to have been fulfilled. Amen. Uh, has been fulfilled a number of times. God delivered Israel from Germany, from, from, from Germany and gave her back in 1948. God is going to deliver Israel from pre- the present crisis uh, that we see all over the world. Amen. Look at it now. She is in the, in the sights of so many different countries uh, of the world. Uh, and there she sits uh, in the middle of it all. And really honestly, folks, uh, her hope is not from the United States. Her hope is not from the other countries that deal with her. No. Amen. Because when that comes to pass, they're going to realize that the only hope they have is to turn back amen to their Messiah. Turn back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn back and realize that He is truly the only one that can deliver Him deliver them like He had in times past. I was reading a little bit about the uh, concentration camps and uh, the amount of people that and different ethnicities that were destroyed. And uh, over 11 million, 5 million Jews, I think it was, and 6 million other gypsies and Polish and Poles and all these different people that were killed in those concentration camps trying to come to the final solution to address the Jewish question. Many of them lost their lives. Look down through the history of Israel, the times when thousands of them were killed. Everything that they went through, the wildernesses that they went through, and no different than when World War II ended and, and uh, Israel began to make her way back to prominence. Amen. So, so how is this a new thing? No. You could also look at it as, a, as prophetic of Jesus Christ. God was getting ready to do a new thing through Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad that we have a Savior. I'm glad that we have a Redeemer. I'm glad. Come on, somebody said, I'm glad. Amen. I'm glad that I have someone. Amen. We just came through Easter. We took communion. We did foot washing. Amen. Understanding that, that when you come to that point, you are understanding the, that, that the, the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. Amen. If it was not for the blood, we eat the flesh. We eat that little, that little cracker. And then we take the, 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 the wine and, and we take it down. Amen. Why? We're in, we do it in remembrance knowing what has God done for me. What has God done for me? Let me tell you what he's done for you. Uh, he saved you out of a world of sin. Uh, amen. That without his redemptive power, you would still be in. If you did not have the blood of Jesus Christ uh, covering a multitude uh, of your sin, you would still be living uh, under the judgments of God. He would robe himself in flesh, come to the world. Amen. 
And Jesus did a new thing. Here's the deal. Israel had a habit. Everybody say a habit. Israel had a habit of repeating herself. Right? Amen. She would repeat the past. Do good. Judgment. Repent. Boom. Go right back. Sin. Judgment. Repent. God brought them back. There's something about repentance. Amen. But she had a habit of repeating her past. And Israel had a habit of falling into old sinful habits. Amen. Israel would backslide. God would judge her. They would come back to God. They would backslide. There was judgment. And then they would come back. And the cycle repeated over and over again in the Old Testament. Amen. Because Israel could not get over her past. But I'm here to tell you, Israel would never have a future and will never have it if it keeps on continuing. That is why God said, forget your past. I want to do a new thing. Amen. Jesus Christ was the new thing. Amen. When he came into Jerusalem, we talked about it on Palm Sunday. They laid the palm branches down. They laid their cloak down as he entered into that young colt that nobody had rid. And he came into the city knowing that the same people that were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, amen, save us. Amen. That a few days later, they were going to be screaming, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. But you know what? He knew what his mission was. Amen. Folks, I'm telling you here right now today, you need, you need to forget about the past. You need to understand that God wants to do a new thing. Amen. And Jesus was there to help them. Amen. To perform that. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news. In fact, Paul stated in Hebrews 10, 19 and 20. He said, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the Holy Spirit by the blood of Jesus. Amen. By, verse 20, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us. Through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Jesus was the new way. Amen. How many believes the scripture when it says he is the way, the truth, and the life? How many believes that he is the door? You must go through him. Amen. Whatever it might be, each of us have a past. We have a past. Some of us here today, our past is still affecting us today. Amen. Like Israel, some of us have had hard times with our past. Amen. Sometimes we look at our past and it's the past that keeps bringing us down. Amen. Whatever it might be, whether it's failures, whether it is abuse, amen, whether it's broken relationships, whether it is past sins, amen, understand God knows and God cares. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you believe that today? God wants to do a new thing in our lives today. Amen. God doesn't want us to live in the past. Amen. The past is the past. And if you try to live in them, you're never going to go anywhere forward. You're stuck right where you are. Amen. He said in that prophecy, went on and said, even now it shall spring forth a new thing. You know, there's something the Lord wants to do in your life. Right now, this morning, at 10.56 in the morning, God wants to do something new in your life. 
oh, but it's, it's Sunday morning, Pastor. Well, I don't care what day it is. Amen. I don't care if it's Sunday morning, Sunday night. Amen. But we don't, we don't get excited on Sunday morning. We don't get excited on a Wednesday night. Amen. Well, you know, God can do whatever he wants to do on a Tuesday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Amen. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, don't matter. It makes no difference if God, if you put yourself in a place uh, where God can do something new in your life, uh, I'm telling you, no matter where you're at, uh, God can bring something new into your life. And I know he wants to do that today before we leave. He wants to do something new. But pastor, I don't know that I believe anymore. I don't know that, I don't know. I've just prayed so much and I don't know. I don't know that I can, I can see my way through this. I don't know that I can do it. Amen. Amen. So, you know, first thing you have to do is, is what, what the scripture says. You've got to forget about the past. Amen. Every one of us have a past. We have a past. You may not particularly be proud of that past. But you can't live in the past. Not when God comes along and says, I'm going to do something new in your life. Amen. And God, God asks him, forget your past. Don't think about it. Don't consider it. Put it out of your mind. But pastor, that's not easy to do. It's a, it's a hard thing. It's, it's my past. Well, amen. If you stay tethered to that, and if you stay anchored to that, and if that's what's on your mind all the time, then yes, you're going to struggle. It's going to ha- you're going to have a hard time believing in the word that, 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 that uh, the Lord wants you to believe in today. And that is, I'm going to bring something new to you. No matter how dry it is, I want to bring the rivers to your, to your, to your life. I, I want to bring, uh, amen, that, that satisfaction. I want to bring that joy to your life. No matter what you're going through today, but, but you, turn to your neighbor right now and say, would you please turn loose of your past? But, 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 but pastor, it's mine. All right, it might be your past, uh, amen, but you don't have to hang on to your past. But pastor, I, I, just, I, I just like to worry and I like to fret and I like to cry about my past. Well, let me stop and tell you this for a moment. If the Lord's sitting there telling you, look, you're not going to have to worry about that no more. You're not going to have to cry. You're not going to have to be uh, uh, upset about that anymore. I've got something new for you. I've got something new for you. Amen. You can turn loose of that. You can let go of that. And let me help you from this day forward with something different, something new. I, I want to give you, uh, as the so- song says, joy unspeakable. And full of glory. I want to bring some peace into your life. Now I'm, I'm probably crossing, crossing swords with the counseling uh, community out there today. But I'm here to tell you as a child of God. I'm here to tell you as a minister of the gospel. That I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what God can do in your life. Uh, amen. Because what God has done for me, he's done for you. Uh, he can do for others. Uh, and if I can turn loose of it, uh, everybody else should be able to. But pastor, once again, it's mine. You don't have to hang on to it. Amen. But how do I do that? Well, why don't you start focusing on today, the now, and tomorrow, and the next day, and the days to come, and the weeks to come, and the months to come. Amen. Help me, Lord. The question isn't what God has done, but the question 
needs to be, what is God doing in my life right now? What, what is it that I want him to do right now? What do I need from God this morning? Amen. Am I willing to take that extra step? Am I, able to, am I, am I willing to spend that extra time? Amen. Am I, am I willing to stop for a moment and realize that, that I can walk out those double doors and the next set of double doors and I can go get my car and I can leave and I can do that and remain the same as it was when I walked in this place? Right? We can do that. That's your choice. That's my choice. We can do that. Amen. But instead, I think if, I'm, if I've got some past that I'm hanging on to, if I've got some things in my life that still kind of got me, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, tethered uh, to it, uh, uh, then if I, if I want loose from that, then I, then I, then I want to come and come to the one that has the promise. The promise that says, I can set you free. Because I can tell you right now, in a room full of people, you're always going to have somebody that's got needs. Amen. You got people that are sick. You got people. You know, I. You know, uh, I, I get texts. I get phone calls from people that are sick and and uh, they're in the hospital or they're home or whatever, whatever the circumstance might be. Amen. And and it's uh, uh, you know when they call, they can't wait till tomorrow. Amen. They need prayer now, right? Amen. That that's why we have. That's why we send the emails out. Amen. To pray for somebody. Why? It is an urgent request. Somebody's called. Can you put them on the, on the prayer list? And you put that out. Why? Because you want to get it to as many people as you can so they can begin to pray. Can't wait till tomorrow. Come on. How many's ever been? Can I get a witness to somebody? Somebody's been in a situation. You needed an answer now. Not tomorrow. Not, not, not next week. Not next month. You needed something now. Amen. And all of a sudden, you can begin to feel the presence of God. Amen. The Lord began doing his new thing by making a way in the wilderness. The way of the Lord. A way in the wilderness. One translation calls it a road in the wilderness. Think about that for a second. Who in the world in their right mind builds a road in the wilderness? I seen something the other day. And, and they were advertising, you know, I was, you know, going somewhere here in the States out west. Uh, yeah, I think it might be in Arizona or someplace. And it was telling everybody that it's going to be like 160 miles or whatever it is. Don't quote me on that part. But I knew it was a good little ways before the next gas station. Now, I know people in my life that would look at their gas gauge and say... Oh, I've got enough to make it. I've got enough to make it. Right? And my dad was one of those famous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad always thought he could make it. How many of you are like that? Some of you are honest. Right? In fact, a lot of you all like to look, you like to have those cars, and, and, I've, and I've got one too, that I can put it over on that mode that tells me how many miles I have left before I need to get gas. I got a phone call the other night. It's about 9.30. And uh, my... Uh, I picked up. It was my daughter. And when my kids call me, I pick up. I don't care what time it is. She calls me on the phone. And anytime she starts with, hey, Dad. I know something. Something ain't. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Something ain't right. She says, uh, I'm on the ramp, and uh, I think my car, my, my truck just stopped. And I'm like, that's a new truck. A new truck just don't stop. Well, I think I ran out of gas in a new truck. You ran out of gas. Well, it says I had 11 miles left. Oh! I thought I could get back home. Oh! Trusting in that technology. And so I was thinking in my head when it said 160 miles or whatever, and people were like, oh, I can make that, I can make that, I can, I can do that, I can make that. Not consideration the heat and consideration the kind of car you got and how much gas you use. And so you think, oh, I can make that, but one day you're going to depend on that thing and you're going to think you've got 11 miles left. And you're going to be sitting on the side of the road calling dad. But you know what dads do. Get the gas can. Go put some gas in her truck. Get her to the next place to get gas. She paid for that though. I wasn't going to do that. But think about it. There you are. There you are. Road in the wilderness. Road in the wilderness. It doesn't make sense. Amen. Because a road in the wilderness doesn't take you anywhere you want to go unless Unless you want to go to the wilderness. Amen. But who wants to go to the wilderness? I asked you this morning. How many of you really desire to go to the wilderness? I want to go there. I want to, I want to just go out there and, 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 and the sun boom down on me and, and walk in the sand for a little bit and, and whatever. Yeah, let me go through the wilderness. How many have ever driven through a desert? Right? You know, how many have ever driven through a desert and your car overheat? That was with my dad too. No AC. You got to try to find. You got to try to find help because your your hose busted. Needed water to put in your radiator. Wilderness are they are not a forgiven territory. You're going to have hardships in the wilderness. But he said the road goes through the wilderness. It's expensive. Building that road through the wilderness. There is no return on your investment because nobody's going to build out in the wilderness. It's money that you do to make a road. No gas stations. No grocery stores. Nobody wants to live out in the desert. Who would make an investment like that? Amen. I'll tell you who would. And that's Jesus. Come on, everybody say Jesus. Amen. Because he will build roads to places that nobody else wants to go. Why? Because he's out there trying to reach somebody. Think about this. Israel had to go through the wilderness to reclaim the promise that they could have had 11 days after they left Egypt. It cost them 40 years wandering through the wilderness. Israel was, the land of Israel was their promise. But now they were stuck, according to Scripture, in Babylon. 
and, 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 and there was a wilderness that was between Babylon and Israel. And the only way to the promise was through the wilderness. Listen, listen to me this morning. Listen to me this morning. Amen. This is very important. The wilderness was also where they struggled. The wilderness is where Israel backslid and failed God. It was where they learned to worship false gods. It was where they rebuked the authority of the man of God. It was where they doubted God. And guess where God took them? He took them right back to the wilderness. The wilderness represented all of their past failures and all of their past defeats. God said, I'm going to build a road through through. He didn't say you're going to stop and camp out. You weren't going to stay there. All right? I'm going to build it through. I'm going to bring it right through your past. Amen. I'm going to bring it right to your future. In other words, I'm going to make a road for you to travel on through this wilderness. You're going to go through it. I'm going to help you. Everybody say amen. Amen. So God wants us to do something new today. A new thing. God wants to do a powerful thing. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to do something in your life this morning. Amen. Maybe something that has never been done before in your life. But I'm here to tell you, you have to want it. You have to desire it. You have to seek for it. You have to reach out to Him. You have to be determined. You have to have the willpower. You have to be able to step forward one foot in front of the other and be determined that you will accept what God has given you and you will walk through it. Let me read your scripture here. Matthew 3rd chapter verses 1 through 3. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. John the Baptist's ministry was a new thing. They hadn't heard of anything like that before. Nobody in Israel had seen anything like it before. And through John the Baptist, God made his way in the wilderness. It was the way of the Lord. It was the way of the coming of Christ through the wilderness. The Lord would build roads that led where nobody else wanted to go. A way to reach people nobody else would reach. A way that he could invest himself in people that nobody else wanted to invest in. That is why he ate with publicans and sinners. Lord, why in the world are you doing that? These people are sinners. Everybody, everybody hates those kind of people. They are, they're no abuse to you, Jesus. Why are you wasting your time? There's no return, no return in your investment by going and eating with the publicans and the sinners. Jesus, you're nuts for doing that. All the while, all the while, Jesus is saying, this is what I do. I build roads into the wilderness. I build roads into houses. I build roads into people's lives. 
I build roads into their children. I build roads into their, 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 their grandparents. I build roads into the wilderness where people, where people are struggling with the things of life. Amen. They don't know which way to turn. He may, and he says, I, I, I build those roads. I, he said, I make ways in the desert. I invest in people that have no hope. Amen. That's what Jesus wants to do. And that's what his ministry was all about, was reaching out to people in the world that had no hope. All they had was, was sacrifices. Sprinkle blood on the, on the mercy seat and, and get the sins rolled back. But Jesus said, I have come. I've come. Amen. And when I lay down my life, I'm going to cover a multitude of sins. And it's not just going to be year to year. Amen. Oh, if I see the blood. If I see the blood, you know, I don't want the judgments of God falling on my life. So I want to stay under the blood, right? Amen. I want the Lord to reach me where I'm at. Amen. I want the Lord to show me uh, how important it is uh, to look for the things of the future, not the past. Amen. He built a road for me to come out of that. He built that road when he went to Calvary. It cost him a lot cost him his life Amen. there was no guarantee no guarantee Amen. Amen. there was absolutely no guarantee anybody would take advantage of his investment right no way there was no guarantee return Mm-mm. but he did it anyway Everybody say he did it anyway. He did it anyway. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how difficult your circumstance is. Doesn't matter how difficult the the season is in your life. Doesn't matter. Because he's built a road to you. Amen. The greatest return of investment, I believe, amen, for that road is for you to live for Jesus Christ. He had no guarantee that that was going to happen in you or me or anybody else. No guarantee. But I'm glad he did. I'm glad he took, it, I'm glad he took a chance, Brother Bobby, on me. Right? I'm glad, I'm glad he looked at my life and said, you know what? You don't deserve it. But if I change your life, it's going to be different. There's an old song that's kind of coming into my mind. Just simply some of the words are like, Jesus didn't love me. Jesus didn't have to care. And then it was by Andre Crouch, I believe it was. And that part says, oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad. He did. I'm, I'm so glad. How many can stand this morning and raise your hands and say, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm so glad he did. I'm quitting right now. I'm so glad. Hey, man, the cross of Calvary was there. Hey, man, it was the road through the past. Hey, man, that's going to lead to your future. But you got to go by way of the cross. you got to go by way of repentance. you got to go by way of being filled with the Spirit. you got to go by way of being buried in His name. 
Come on, as we sing, I'm going to open these altars up. Raise your hands. Amen. If you, if you need God this morning, don't be afraid. Amen. Don't, don't be afraid. Just, just realize that God is here waiting on you. Waiting on you. Amen. He's built that road through your life. It's time to get on. That's it. Come on. Amen. Come on to the altar. Amen. Raise your hands. Begin to talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherever you're at right now, whether you're sitting or standing, just talk to the Lord. Where are you at? Worship Him. Cry out to Him. Call on Him. That's it. Come on, all over this place. Reach out to him. Come on. Walk into your future today with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. That's it. Come on. Lift your voice. Talk to Him today. Hallelujah.